0: Welcome to the New Money Habits podcast where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa.
1: Welcome back budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, alongside me, my partner on the airways, Sarah Jones. Sarah, where are you tuning in from this episode?
0: <laughs> um this episode, I am in a really beautiful location. We are um, in Hernando Point, Mississippi, right on the, the Arca-Bultla, Arca Boltzla. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, please correct me. but um, Lake, it really is it really is beautiful here.
1: Yeah, you sent me a picture earlier, and I must say, uh, as the kids <laughs> say these days, I'm jelly. I'm jelly. Um, yes. The, the picture of the lake looked absolutely beautiful. It looked very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, it. I know you said that area of the country gets a ton of rain, but hopefully the uh, rain has held out a little bit and you've gotten to enjoy the sunshine.
0: It is sunny today, and we are in here recording.
1: Okay, that's my cue for pick it up. And, you know, we got to get through this episode.
0: I know no, I'm missing my sunshine. No, I'm totally kidding. It's um, it's, it has been a little. We've only been here a couple of days. Um, it is beautiful and sunny today, and it's supposed to be for the next several days that we're here. So, definitely looking forward to that.
1: Fantastic. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for making the time for me and for our listeners. <laughs> I know that they appreciate it. I appreciate it, and I think we have another good one in store mm. for our listeners today. Um, I know when we were wrapping up uh, one of our recording sessions recently, we got talking about ideas for other episodes, and it just dawned on me that um, you know we with with the state of the economy and things happening with like mortgage rates and whatnot, like we we were all very fond of like really low interest rates, and and it, it just kind of brought up this this question that's kind of out there in the financial landscape about like whether or not to pay off a home mortgage early or mm. should you invest. And, and so I know that uh, you and I both have some thoughts around this topic, but I know it's also one where in some circles, you don't do anything of mm. any sort until you do <laughs> this other thing first. And so how dare you invest before you have your <laughs> house paid off or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about it today. We wanted to talk about like the pros and the cons, you know, uh, as our listeners are probably uh, more familiar with nowadays than ever. We like to meet our clients where they are and mm-hmm. every financial situation is different. And so sometimes paying off the house early is the right thing to do. And sometimes paying the house off early is, is not necessary in that particular situation. So I think we wanted to talk about it today and, and kind of investigate some of the pros and cons.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love that because, and I love this, But this, well, I again, I think I say this every single episode, but I think it's a worthwhile conversation to have because, you know, and I would even take it just a step farther that I have seen, because I, and, and I'll use the word follow, and I'm going to air quote around um, follow social media and a, a, a lot of financial gurus, a lot of people that, um, are showing how great it is to be debt-free. And you know what? I'm one of them. I am, I do not have a mortgage or anything. I'm a hundred percent debt-free, but I find out in a lot of the financial arena that people also tend to, at least I get the vibes that you are not debt-free or you're not, um, maybe as well off if you still have a mortgage. Like there's still this piece that that I feel like in the financial industry that people kind of look down upon those that still have a mortgage. And I want to put kind of a, um, I'll, I'll put an X through that, that, that you can still be really great with money. You can have a lot of things set in your future and still have a mortgage and it's okay. Like you don't have to get that point of being, mortgage-free also before you've hit this um, this status, I'll say, of being financially secure um, and and wealthy. And um, I think we put a lot of high praise on people that are mortgage-free as well. And I don't think it necessarily needs to be that way. So um, I'm excited to have this conversation just to kind of maybe blow out some of those um, and blow away some of those those negative feelings and negative conversations around you have to pay off your mortgage before you're financially secure.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because, um, you know, as somebody who kind of started down his own uh, new money habits path back in 2012, one of the first things I wanted to do is I wanted to eliminate all of my consumer debt and I was really, really excited about the idea of paying off my house early. Eventually, I did refinance from a 30-year down to a 15-year mortgage. I got a better interest rate. Um, my payment did not go up by much, but I also shaved eight years off because I was still I was still like 22 years left on the original mortgage or, mm. or whatever. And so I was somebody who was really, really excited about that until... I had a conversation with a client not all that long ago, maybe maybe it's been about a year now, um, but when I had this conversation with a client, and I'm going to share the story here in just a minute, it really opened my eyes to, let's really look at the whole picture, the full picture. Let's Let's look at timeline. Let's look at dollars. Let's look at financial goals, not just the financial goal of wanting to pay off the house. But what other financial goals exist? Now, if I had this conversation with this particular couple and their only goal was we want to pay off the house, well, then, of course, that is what we are (laughs) going to work to do. Mm -hmm. That was not the only goal that this particular couple has. And so as we started to look at it, here, here are some of the numbers. We're talking about a $400,000 mortgage that they had just refinanced to a 15-year with a 1.75 interest rate. So, like I said, this must have been like a year ago because we we know those interest rates are long gone. Not to be seen again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But so they refinance, and one of the things they started talking about is they're like, We have this $500 extra a month that we want to start putting down on the mortgage to pay it off early. I said, great, let's look at the timeline and the dollars associated with that. Cause I know you guys have some other things that you want to do. And I just want to make sure that you're making an informed decision here. So when I pulled up my trusty calculator and started crunching (laughs) the numbers, putting an extra $500 towards their their uh, monthly mortgage payment was going to reduce the amount of time that they were in debt for their mortgage from 15 years down to about 12 years, three months. Mm. So they were going to shave just about three years off, which, okay. But let's focus on the other side of that equation for just a second. Yes, they would shave off about three years, but they were still going to be in debt for the next 12. That wasn't going to change. So the next part of what I wanted them to look at is, now let's look at the numbers. How much money would you be saving by parting with this $500 every month, which is $6,000 a year, which could be used for other things. Let's just kind of take a look. So when we crunch the numbers, they were gonna save about $10,000 in interest. Now, $10,000 is a lot of money. We're also talking about a $400,000 mortgage, though. Mm -hmm. So in comparison, (laughs) that $10,000 is not overly significant. If it was $10,000 of a $100,000 mortgage, that would be incredibly significant. Right. It's a little less significant. So the question I posed to them, as I said, I know you have these other financial goals, you're trying, you're trying to invest in other properties, you want to make sure that mm-hmm. um, your, your daughter uh, graduates college debt-free, you got some other things going on, is saving two years, nine months, and $10,000 worth parting ways with, well, let's take 6000 Let's multiply that by 12. And if my math serves me right, we're talking about somewhere around $72,000? Mm-hmm. I so believe wa- so. Right. $6,000 a year. 10 years would be 60000 Add another 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. So seventy-two. 72- do you want to part ways with $72,000 that could potentially help you do these other things in order to save 10 and two years and nine months? When you're Mm -hmm. going to be in debt for the next 12 anyway. And when they heard it that way, when we took Mm -hmm. the time to crunch the numbers, they're like, whoa, hold the phone. (laughs) No, 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 no. There's some other things we could be doing with this money. Mm -hmm. And especially with such a low interest rate, even if they just sucked it into a a high yield um, (laughs) savings account, getting three or four percent they would be out earning the money that they're paying. So that's not what they Mm -hmm. want to do with it. But I just wanted to use that to kind of illustrate the the point to its conclusion that there are other things that they decided they wanted to do with that $500 that they think is going to help them earn a heck of a lot more than the $10,000 they're saving.
0: And I love that, Nino, because it's really looking at the true... Call it opportunity cost, as our good friend Mike always says, um, right? Like, what is the opportunity cost here? And and I think sometimes we just get it in our heads that, again, that's kind of what's put out there that, hey, next thing you need to do is pay off your mortgage, and and it's it's wise to look at all of the options and just run some scenarios, right? Because I think sometimes we can get to the same point, maybe not necessarily no matter what we do, right? There might be a couple of different paths that we can take and still end up kind of at the same point. And sometimes we might not end up at that same point or it's going to take us kind of the the long way around, right? And so how can we get to what it is that we're truly working on and what is, and, you know, I was just going to say what's really important to you. I think that that's valid, but also as I'll, I'll throw in Maria too, because she says, you know, who are we, who are you trying to become? Right. And it's really important to mention is how does this really benefit us? Right. Does paying my mortgage off really benefit me? Um, and if so, how, um, how, maybe how long does that take? Um, what is the opportunity cost? What are we having to put on this, the, the back burner while we focus on the mortgage? What are some other things that we can do? And, and, um, you know, one thing that I ask clients a lot is how long are you planning on staying in your home?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I mean, let's just ask the question, how long are you planning on? And while some people might not necessarily, be, they're not going to say, you know, six years, eight months and 15 days. Right. Not, but I, I know for, for me I knew the, the homes that I had, they weren't forever homes for me. I knew that they were going to be there for a period of time. I was going to live there, but I knew that I wasn't going to be staying there for the rest of my life. And so for us in general, it just didn't make sense to be putting the extra, morga- the extra money towards our mortgage, knowing that we weren't going to be there forever. And so I want to use those dollars for something else.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's a really good, important reminder that for every dollar that we have we can only give it a single assignment mm-hmm. and so if we allocate a dollar an extra dollar towards paying the house down the net dollar can't go and buy us another asset or do something mm-hmm. different and so i think i love that question about like how long <laughs> are you going to continue to be in the in the house it's not one that early on in my coaching, I would ask everything was we're going to pay off the house early if we're in that if we were at like that step of the program. Read <laughs> between <Right>. the lines, <laughs> and so um, mm-hmm. what I realized is you know that's a really good question to ask because to your point, if if you're allocating extra dollars now, yeah it's it's a it's a forced savings account is the the big right? Like it's a forced savings account. You're going to get that money back when you sell. Yeah. But you're also missing out on opportunities that you could take Mm -hmm. advantage of today because you don't have those dollars available for other opportunities. And so there, there was another point that I was going to make about that, but I lost it. So.
0: (laughs) Well, and I'll even say to that point that I think people, I think it's a general rule that when you pay off or you put more down on your monthly mortgage payments that when you go to sell it, you know you've paid down the principal that that you'll get maybe a bigger check, right? Because you'll have more equity in it. And you know, I would say real estate is a little bit volatile. That I don't necessarily ever bank on that, um, because mm. you might not get more equity out of it just because you're paying down the principal. We have no idea what the housing market is going to do. I have no idea. If I'm putting more down on my monthly mortgage payment, you know, paying extra each month to try and, you know, get more of the principal pay down so I can sell it in five years thinking that I'm going to recoup all of that because I have no idea what the market's going to look like in five years. And there's a very likely possibility that I will not, right? And, and so did it necessarily benefit me? I, and that could be said with either or, you know, any scenario, but that's not a scenario that I bank on. I don't. I don't base my decisions on that because I have no idea what what the housing market's going to do.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm grateful you brought that up too. I mean, obviously, with recent history, like 2007, 2008, through mm-hmm. 2012, we saw a large correction mm-hmm. in the um, in the housing market, and I think. I think a lot of us kind of expect it to happen again, although mm-hmm. it hasn't, and so we're like, maybe it won't. But to your point, we do, you just never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. The people who were buying houses in two thousand six, two thousand seven, you know, do you think that they thought that they were going to turn around and lose sixty seven percent of the value? <laughs> I, I mean, I remember right. friends of mine buying either townhouses, condos, you know, small single detached, uh, you know, first family starter homes. And each one of them lost like two thirds of the value and had to short sell them for, for that. And so imagine if you were sinking all of this extra money into the mortgage only to turn around and sell your house for a third of (laughs) Mm -hmm. what, you know, what you kind of paid into it. Like what a tremendous loss. Um, The other part of this, Conversation that I love to just stare at and and help my clients really like peel back is that timeline element. The -hmm. timeline element, like all these extra payments, what is it really going to get you? Now, when you're getting out of consumer debt and you're paying Mm -hmm. off a credit card with like a $5,000 balance and you're throwing an extra $500 at it every month, well, now you're out of that credit card in under 10 months and I'm gonna I'm gonna cheerlead you all the way across that finish line mm-hmm. because the timeline is reasonable and it's and it's exciting and there's a lot of momentum. When the timeline is, you're gonna go from being in debt for the next 15 years to being in debt for the next 12, mm-hmm. and you're gonna miss out on a ton of opportunity in between. I can't get behind that. I can't cheerlead <laughs> you for 12 years. Because the timeline matters. Right.
0: And even to that point, you know, I was having a conversation with a client the other night, and we were talking about, um, and I won't dig real deep into his stuff, but he has an investment property, um, that is just undergoing some maintenance, and, and, um, the rent that he's going to be collecting is increasing, and, um, he said, Sari said, I think I just want to put that towards my mortgage now, you know, just, and we're looking at about $2,000 a month. The The investment property is paid off. It does not have a mortgage on it. His, his home that he lives in does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nina, we started talking and he has two kids. Um, one is 14. Um, so we're looking, you know, six years, seven years isn't that far away, right? From... Finishing high school, the possibility of going into, you know, college or trade school, going to be driving, you know, these major events are going to be happening, right? And um, I said, well, how about we just take a look at, because one of his goals was he wanted to be able to save for his kids to go to college. Mm. Well... So here's the, you know, here's what we can look at. You can put that extra $2,000 a month to your mortgage and, you know, and get it paid off. And, and we didn't even get too deep into the numbers. We ran some, I said, or, you know, another option is you could start a college fund. Hmm. You could start another, you know, another investment account, um, look at what could happen, right? These are your options. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I, I really like that, right? Because he hadn't thought of it. He just thought he was going to put that money towards his mortgage. And when we're looking at that, you know, a mortgage of, now it is on a 15-year loan, um, his his mortgage, but his kids are going to be going to school sooner than than 15 years, right? And mm-hmm. so talking about the opportunity cost, and what is he going to feel better about? What, what could he accomplish? Yeah, he could maybe pay the house off early. That significantly cuts down on the time that he will have to contribute to college accounts, right? And college funds. And so it really is about just talking through some of the scenarios to see what are you able to do. Um, and, and I'll use the word trade-off as well, right? Because when you say yes to one thing, you're also saying no to something else.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? And so looking at, it's okay to say yes to something, but then also making sure that you understand what you're saying no to and making sure that you're okay with that, at least for right now, right? It's not a permanent, but just knowing all the scenarios and and what feels Mm -hmm. good for what you're trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, again, so important to be thinking about what are all of the financial goals. Mm -hmm. So I have another I don't even really want to call this one a client, uh, like my best friend, but he comes to me <laughs> for some financial advice from time to time. And, you know, his situation is completely different. Um, mm-hmm. Here's here's somebody whose timeline shifts about the same amount. Um, he, he too wants to know, should I pay off my mortgage early? And uh, And he's telling me his numbers. And he can save himself about three years, actually almost four years. He can shave almost Mm. four years off, but he only has another seven to go. So that's half the time. Wow. And he just became eligible for retirement. And Mm. so he's like, wait a minute, you're telling me in four years, like (laughs) I could have my house paid off. I could retire and just live off of my retirement check. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you could. So his situation is completely different. He's not in a position where he could really live off the retirement check today. Like Mm. maybe he could make that happen, but it'd be a little bit of a struggle. So he continues to work so that he can like, because his focus became, I want to pay this house off. He knows he's not going anywhere anytime soon because Mm -hmm. then when he has no mortgage, he can actually afford to live off of just his retirement. And he can just, and he's 44 Years old, wow! It's not like it. You know, we're not talking about a sixty-five. Like he can retire Mm -hmm. twenty years earlier than most people because because Mm -hmm. he's done it right. And so, while I am telling one client, "Don't even do that," you are missing out on opportunities because I know what their financial Mm -hmm. goals are. Mm I am advising somebody else to do something exactly the opposite because, oh, what personal finances are personal.
0: <laughs> there's you mean there's not just like like these these goals, these um, checklists like do this and then move on to this and that we can do things differently that's I how dare you say those things, Nino?
1: We. Oh, I'm sorry. Cookie cookie cutter, right? Cookie cutter. Cookie we just cutter. put everybody through the exact same process and we treat yeah. everybody exactly the same?
0: Right. I you know what? I think when you're talking to the masses, that's fine. But that's definitely not what I do when I'm talking with clients. And, and I'm really careful that, um, you know, I put my own thoughts, you know, what I would actually do. I might share with clients, you know, if it were me, this might be the, the route that I take. You know, if, if I were in your shoes, I might take this route. But what is it that you would want to do? right? What is it that you're really working towards? And it's not just today. You know, we talk about the vision and we talk about the dream and we talk about, you know, really the future. What is our future self going to say? Is our future self going to be happy that we made this choice? And I think it's just important to look at all the opportunities, all the options and make a choice based on the information that you have today, right? And I think when you have more clarity in your situation, You've developed more confidence in yourself to make those choices, right? That it doesn't matter. We might get three years down the road and say, you know what? Now it's time for me to look at doing something a little bit different. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that, right? These are not set in stone. Just because you make this choice today does not mean you have to stick with it, right? And so three years from now, life changes. You have the opportunities then to make a different choice based on what's going on then.
1: Yep. That's such another good, important reminder is that we make plans today and we might implement them, but that doesn't mean the plan can't change. That, mm-hmm. you know, as life goes on and things evolve, other, thing, other things might come into the picture that never existed. Some things might exit the picture that currently mm-hmm. exists. And so priorities are going to change. Right, a 25 year old who tells me right now that their number one priority is to buy a house, and so they're saving for a down payment. Their their plans might change three years down the road if all of a sudden they're engaged to be married and expecting their first child. Yeah, I you know they'll probably still want to buy the house, but you know they might need to stop along the way to I don't know. I know when we we got news of our first child, we were driving around in a pickup truck that my wife and I loved, but it was it. it it had, like, a mini extended cab. <laughs> there was no way we were getting a car seat in there. Mm-hmm. So things had changed. Priorities had right. changed. And, the, and the, right. the Toyota Tacoma that we loved very, very much needed to go away mm-hmm. so that we could have a more family-oriented mm-hmm. you know, vehicle that could actually carry our children in it. Um, it's not that the Toyota wasn't going to be safe or anything like that. There just literally wasn't any room. So, right. you know things change. And so you make a plan and you, you augment the plan when new information Mm -hmm. unfolds or new circumstances arise.
0: Well, and I think that that, you know, and I have definitely lived that over the past year, just because we have had to make, we did not envision this life. This was Mm -hmm. not something that my husband and I said, yeah, we're going to do this when we're 42. Not what we had planned. Right. Um, But because we had developed habits, right? Because we knew, we didn't know all the bits and pieces of our future, but we knew what we were trying to accomplish and that was peace with our finances, right? It was setting ourselves up to handle situations as they came our way with a little bit more peace and clarity, right? Um, And the only, and I'll say the only reason why we are able to be full-time RVers right now, Nino, is because we set ourselves up throughout the years to make this possible, right? We didn't set out to do this, but when the opportunity arose, talk about opportunity costs, right? Mm. The opportunity was here. It was presented and we chose to take advantage of it. And we felt good about taking advantage of it because we had set ourselves up and knew that um, we could have purchased a home, I miss Arizona. I love Arizona. People ask me all the time as we've been traveling. They're like, where are you from? I said, well, frankly, I'm from Colorado, but I was meant to live my life in Arizona. So that's my home. And they look at me kind of funny. I said, no, seriously, I will live there at some day, you know, at some point. It's just not today. And I don't want to get too sidetracked, but it's that opportunity that came up for us to be full timers. And we were in a position to say, why not? Right. If we yeah. say yes to this, what are we then saying no to? It's not an easy decision. And also, um, it doesn't have to be this way forever. We may choose to, to n- not be full time anymore. Right. We may choose to buy a house and we've set ourselves up to make that choice when it comes along also, right? And so talk about opportunity costs. If anybody's lived it recently, I mean, I'll I'll say I have. Um, And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful.
1: I'm curious just (laughs) because curiosity got the cat here. Um, What did you end up saying no to? Like, can you articulate Mm -hmm. that? Like you said yes to full-time RVing. What are some of the things that you had to say no to because you said yes to that?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, One was a home in Arizona. Mm. Um, We wanted to move to Arizona for about 11 years. And so it was in my heart. Like I, I said, I will live there someday. And we worked and worked and worked to make it happen. And we get there and then this opportunity comes up. So I had to say no for now. Wasn't a no forever, but a no for now. Owning a home. Um, the other thing that we said no to for right now is my husband working, um, because he worked outside of the home. And when we decided to go on the road, we're like, what are our options here? Right. He, he will tell you, he is not necessarily an entrepreneur. He, um, that's for some people and it's not for others. And so we knew then, okay, Sarah, It's, I mean, frankly, you know, it's up to you. It's up to me to, to build my business so it would financially support us on the road because we don't live off of savings or we're not living. I mean, this is, um, just like if we had a house, right? I mean, we're working, our income comes in to make, to, to pay our living expenses. It's no different for us here. We're not living off of what we sold um, our house for, you know, we're not living Mm -hmm. off of that money. Um, so those were two things. And, you know, I, um, another thing that we said no to that kind of been weighing on me lately is um, routine
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a little bit of stability. This doesn't okay. feel um, you get up, you go to your normal gym, you go to your normal grocery store, you, you know, you go home or, you know, you might go to work and then you come home to a home and it's very routine like, and it's very, um, it feels very stable. And I bet we could have a whole nother conversation on this because I think Mm -hmm. life, you know, there's a lot of stabilities in life, but this has just thrown me personally into something that didn't feel very stable at first. It was, um, scary and, um, routines, Routines are um, far and few between here. So those are some of the things that we've said no to for right now.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. That It's incredible mm-hmm. insight. Um, you know, I think I've told you that uh, I toy with the, the idea that when the kids are old enough, um, you know, the wife and I would like to do something similar. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll see if that ever comes to fruition i you know i talk a big game and then it'll it'll come time to i don't know like clear out the gray water or something and i'll be like yeah no this is not for me
0: (laughs) (laughs) one day i'd love to share my whole story with you nino because me here right now if you knew my whole story you would be completely amazed at Uh um Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. And you know, here's the thing. I just, as a quick little side note, I don't, I think sometimes people think that when I'm speaking, I'm, I'm trying to to scare people away from this lifestyle and I'm, I'm really not, but I don't think it's a lifestyle that many people and, and I'm learning that more as we talk to people that are full timers. This is a very different life than many of us assume it's going to be. And, um, there are a lot of challenges and a lot of things that many of us have not been prepared for. So um, I like to just be real with it and say, these are some things, right? When you're planning this life, which is amazing, but here's some challenges and here's the other side of that, right? It's not just vacation all the time.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like it is work. Um, Mm -hmm. And all the more reason for me to delay (laughs) making that decision and, you know, at any point too soon, uh, both the kids are still in grade school. Uh, the oldest hasn't even started high school yet. So we have some time to, to think it over. And, you know, then I'll pick your brain at that point and say, <laughs> all right, so how long could you stand it before it was like enough is enough? Right. Um, but no, I appreciate you sharing.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I, th- I think it really does go back to those opportunity costs that we were talking about before, right? That that when you get your sights set on just one thing, you know, so if you're, your sights are just set on paying the mortgage off, looking at the opportunity costs and what are the other options out there and how can you so- set yourself up for handling those opportunities as they come along, right? And, and, I I think that this is a really good example, your friend getting ready to, you know, that has the ability to retire in a couple of years. I mean, geez, that's a, um, I I would say a no brainer almost, right? Like, yeah, let me go that path. Right. And, and so I can be, Mm -hmm. um, at least mostly retired by the time I'm 44. That would be, Mm -hmm. that would be amazing.
1: I know, right? I don't know what everybody else's definition of retirement is, but my definition of retirement is you work because you want to, Mm -hmm. not because you have to. And um, I wish I were in that position. I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he is certainly in a position in in as little as three years. He'll be working only because he wants to, not because Mm -hmm. he has to. That's pretty cool
0: it is pretty cool. I'm, uh, I'm on working on that path myself. I, I, it is a need for us right now, but you know, Mm -hmm. um, my husband doesn't. Right. And so there's some of that, that opportunity cost, some of that, you know, call it trade off, call it what have you, um, kind of the, the best of multiple worlds right now. So, um, opportunity cost, I think something that we don't talk enough about
1: Right. And the only way you can actually have that conversation is when you're looking at everything on the table, mm-hmm. everything we've been talking about. It's it's what are your financial goals? If there's a singular one, then go after it. If there's multiple, mm-hmm. let's look at, you know, what does uh, how does how is timeline affected? What are the actual dollars involved? All of those things, I think, are really mm-hmm. important. And I know that I've shared on the epi- uh, on uh, past episodes about cash flowing and and. and kind of mm. derailing my debt um, elimination to put in a backyard, to remodel the, mm. the first floor of the house. And, you know, when I did those things, these are the things I looked at. I looked at the timeline. So by stopping and putting ten dollars to $15,000 into the backyard, how did it affect my overall timeline? i mean that debt for six months longer than I was going to originally mm. be. Okay. And the same thing with the kitchen, you Mm -hmm. know, or it it was the first floor, but we were also just really kind of like mindful and thoughtful about what are some of the changes we wanted to make because we didn't want to affect the timeline too much. We're willing to Mm -hmm. affect it a little bit. I I didn't want to put a $200,000 kitchen in and then be in debt for, (laughs) you know, 10 more years (laughs) or whatever. So, you know, you look at the timeline, you look at the dollars, You look at all of the, all of the goals and Mm -hmm. you make an informed decision. And then you do the thing that you've talked about on previous episodes and you don't make any justifications for it. You did it because that's what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. and you don't have to justify yourself to anyone.
0: I love it. You don't. And I, Mm -hmm. I want people to stop doing that, right? I don't generally say that, but stop justifying just, and I think it comes down to being clear on, on your path, right? Who you Mm -hmm. are trying to become, what, what are the goals that you're trying to reach? What is the life that you want to create? And being confident in your decisions, being confident in, in when you make those choices that you are in alignment with those decisions, no matter what the outcome is, right? Um, because you've used all the information that you have today to make that decision. So um I love it Nino. I love it. I think that um um and I've heard from a lot of people actually that have listened to this podcast, how beneficial, you know, some of these real conversations have been that they've picked up some things that they haven't thought of before. And so, um, I just want to encourage our listeners to listen with an open mind and, and try and look at your situation from a different point of view, right. From a different vantage point and just start thinking, not what can I do now, but what is it that I want to create?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, thank you for sharing that too. It's uh, it's great to hear that the uh, the podcast is uh, making a difference in mm-hmm. people's lives, and that uh, you know it's getting them to think about their situation in a uh, more personal way. And I want to encourage our listeners: like, you don't have to do this on your own. You know, go to the show notes, schedule some time with Sarah, schedule some time with myself, or any one of the New Money Habits coaches, and talk about your personal situation. With somebody who has an objective point of view, who has no emotional ties to, you know, this thing or that thing, and and start to explore all the possibilities within, you know, your financial landscape. And, uh, you know, so go to the show notes, uh, visit our website, newmoneyhabits.com, download our tools there. We have a free budgeting uh, worksheet. We have other tools that will help you to calculate Things like how much you, sh- you, sh- you should be spending on a house or what have you. But um, engage. Uh, I love to hear listeners' feedback uh, like you shared, Sarah. So thank you for that. And I think that's a really good place for us to wrap this particular conversation. And we'll continue the conversation next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast. Brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.